Live from a subdued substitution in the 80th minute from a two-goal performance. Huh? Improvements. Mm, yeah. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Hello, comrades, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that wishes all of you a happy May Day. Glory to the proletariat. On this week's episode, we celebrate the Reds' glorious victory over the Houston Dynamo. Look ahead to not one, but two matches this week. Ooh, everyone ready for a busy May? No. Talk player salaries and much more. He is a longtime supporter of podcasters' rights. It is Mark Hinckley. Uh, That's true. I've uh, started a a union about, I started a podcasting union, but nobody was listening to it. Maybe it wasn't the time. Maybe the time is coming soon. You never know. He continues to support the revolution by coming on the most radical podcast around from Soccer Today, Canadian Soccer News, and, I don't know, various parts of the internet. It's Dwayne Rollins. Hooray, hooray. It's the 1st of May. Outdoor football begins today. Nice. As for Tony and Duncan, um, I know, they're, I think, supporting the workers of the world by, well, not working. No. And not podcasting. I don't know no, what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. We don't know. They might come back. They might not. I really don't mm. know. Uh, as for me, this is my favorite holiday. It celebrates both a socialist and a pagan holiday. So, yay. Two yay, things pagan. in one. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to our show. Those guys are so bourgeois. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, rock to the beat that I drop when I flip my hip hop. But this in your collection. Fresh West without a rhyme is like search without the rent. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, rock to the beat that I drop when I flip my hip hop. But this in your collection. I'm coming straight out of Canada, far from my amateur. LT's my DJ, Flex is my manager. I flow so nice, so they calling me the maestro. Just pass the microphone, fuck the light show. All right, first up on our show is, of course, the Houston post-match. Houston, we don't have a problem. At least not with your road form. It was delightful. All right. I, I, like, I like a team that can be consistent in our favor. Which is, you know, usually they come to BMO Field and are like, oh, no, you thought this is how we act? No, 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 no. <laughs> Today you will give us gifts, but no, not in this case. Uh, Cabrera, Kubo, and Co. may look good at home, but on Friday night, they looked pretty invisible. Yeah. And it, and it was, it was. Like, they just had, like, no answers for Toronto for the most part. It, it was, I was actually not expecting them to be that poor. Even given their two previous road losses, which were horrific, um... This was still kind of a surprise for me. I, I thought there'd be just a little bit more movement out of them, certainly more attacking. Although, it's fine looking at the stats, they had more shots than TFC. Same number of shots on goal, but it was all concentrated, you know, at the end of the game, desperation moment kind yeah. of thing. Score so, effect. It was score effect. Yeah, TFC absolutely. sat back. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have to do anything. Um, again, another good night from Raheem Edwards. Excellent uh, night from Raheem yeah, Edwards. Very, yeah. very good night. Uh, Marky Delgado had another strong match. Mm-hmm. Josie scored two very nice goals. Clean sheet. Mm. You know, like there's not a lot to quibble about for this game. Uh, and actually likely would have been more goals. You know, you and I were talking about this in the stands. If Joe Willis hadn't had like Seba's number all freaking night. Yeah, he owned him. Basically. Like, yeah. You know, and and we'll talk about this, but a kinder, gentler Seba on Friday. Seba passing. I love it when Seba passes. And I mean that sincerely, not because mm-hmm. I don't want him to take shots. I love it when Seba scores goals. But 
Seba, when he puts his mind to it, is an excellent passer of the ball. And he showcased that more than once on Friday night. Yeah, well, there's only been in the history of MLS something like, I don't know, off the top of my head, like eight or nine double-double seasons where you have 10 assists, 10 goals, or more, and he's had two of them. Exactly, so. <laughs> and I expect him to have another one this year. I yeah. really do. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a delightful, you know, second game of the three-game homestand to have a really, again, a really positive, mostly complete team performance. You know, there was some... Again, Michael Bradley with a couple uncharacteristic giveaways. Um, what else was I sort of like noticing? Thought Hagland was a little off his game a bit. I'm always going to disagree on that. I, uh, I no, 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 no. And this wasn't me saying he's had a bad game. It's just he's been so good. I noticed Avaletta more, yeah. although you don't necessarily want to notice your defenders. But yeah, I would but they both, that. you know, clean sheet goes to the entire back line, right? So. That's not uh, to say they did anything bad. Hagelin um, was in the middle. I think that that exposes you a bit more. So sure. that might have been why you were noticing a bit more. Yeah. Um, Beta, again, maybe not his best night, although that run he made, that spectacular run he made when uh, Seba had to track back to get off uh, back on side. He almost got to he that ball. He almost got to He shouldn't have. He, I was like, we're just like... Run, beta, run! He got on that Vespa that usually Seba celebrates exactly. with. Exactly! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right on that. He just like... All CCs were going. Yeah. I don't know if you want beta running up that much, but you know... No, you really don't, but it was it was, it was was a surprising yeah. like burst of something. I don't know. He'd been saving it up all match. Watching and Justin Morrill for a while. He thought he'd try and... Yeah. He's jealous, yeah. yeah. I'm the other side, Justin! <laughs> But no, it was you know what that was a that was a fun game to watch. Um, again, enjoyable to see, you know, again them to start to start to gel, start to trust one another. Victor Vasquez took a free kick. They, I, I was so I excited. I know. If every time Victor Vasquez took a free kick and you had to do a shot, you'd have one shot in you, but it was still a good shot. It would have been a great shot. Uh, I, was, I would have made sure that was like I would, I top felt, shelf liquor. Yeah. You know, I, I'd be going for I would have felt it. I would have deliberately felt something. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit of an analytics guy, so to continue your discussion from last week, if you have a, a free kick taker that's going to score on 16% of his kicks and a free kick, kick taker that's going to score on 10% of his kicks, you always give it to the 16% and that's seven. Sorry. That's, no, it's... I, I, I understand math. that. No, I know. I understand that. And I... I accept that. It's just kind of unfortunate that after so many... I think it's you want to vary it up just occasionally to yeah. keep people on their toes. I, I play in my rec league soccer, and this is you know a rec league soccer reference for the record, but when I play keeper, I'm really bad on my foot. Like That's my worst skill. So I tend to pass short and go short, but I can't go short every time because eventually they're going to play up. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a similar thing. So every so often you need to... I can't believe I just compared myself to Sebastian Javanko. I'm really not sure that. Yeah, that's, that's maybe I, not I, your. I, I, I see it. I the see idea, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm it's there. Shortish. Yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm much taller than him. Yes. Yeah. And, and, Most and few, are. Few, fewer yeah. tattoos. So. Yeah, that's true. Many well, kids are as well. Yeah. Yeah. Children. Yeah, he does look like a child in, in a field sometimes. But yeah, nonetheless, no, you want to vary it up. That's the point. All right, moving on. Mm. Um. All right. Moment of the match then. Let's just get right into it. Moment of the match. Hmm. I think it was when Josie came off and he didn't throw anything down the tunnel. I was disappointed. 
Yeah, it was devastating. Really, no stanchions were hurt. Really, in the, you hurt know, in the making of that. Where's the emotion? Where's the where's the passion to like stay on and, and get a hat trick? I, where's I, the uncomfortable meeting after or the right? following day? At the yeah, ADG? where's the apology from the coach? I and don't I mean, understand it. That is a much better answer than uh, the obvious, which is the give and go between Josie and, and Javanko. Which, but but which was yeah, something I, else. Yeah, that was amazing. Mine, but all right, sorry, I didn't okay. give it. I said Josie. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my moment of the match, um, it was late in the second half, or halfway through the second half anyway. Um, Javigo free kick from about 20 yards out, beats the wall, but Willis somehow gets his hand to it. Uh, and that really was the best summary I could think of, of Seba's entire match, that no matter what he, he did, tried, I know. Like, he, well, even that, he, that, 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 that shot that went off the post, it only went off the post because Willis palmed it out of the yeah. way. I, will, I, will I was give, in if Willis doesn't get a hand on it. I will it. give every keeper two out of those four. Yeah. Every keeper. Because there's a lot of quality in the league. But getting all four? No, I'm sorry. That's, that's wrecked. You shouldn't. You're not that good. <laughs> You're not that good, Willis. Get over it. Um, mine is the is Josie's second goal. You know, the pass from Josie to Seba, that chip from Seba, back to Josie, and the control. From Josie, like just all delightful. Mm-hmm. Although special mention for that flick that Marky did in the second half, that over was him. over himself. Ugh. That was that was. I was just like cheering like a crazy person for that. So I, you, I'm gonna add one more. It's yeah, the ball, the, the double ball to Raheem Edwards and the ball in on Raheem Edwards to to find Josie to get the first goal, because it's Raheem Edwards. And look, we we can sound like we're bragging him up because he's homegrown. He's a Toronto boy. Blah blah blah. But no. He actually, if you look at the, if you like advanced numbers, he made the who scored team of the week. He Absolutely. was one of the, like one of the top 11 performers yep. in MLS mm-hmm. this week. He was talked about, not just in Toronto media, that kid is having a hell of a season already. And, mm-hmm. and that ball in was just something that just, you couldn't imagine a Canadian kid of that age doing it. No, it was, it was a mature yeah, pass, you know, he's like he's playing he above was, the station right now. Yeah. And I love it. Always has his head up. It's amazing. I yeah. love it. And I think he's earned the starting spot. It's going to be mm-hmm. hard, probably over Ozo, which is unfortunate. I know. One bump into the other, but. Hey, you got to win the spot. Yeah. Like once, once more is back. Now they still have two weeks to deal with that week and a half, but well, two weeks that's going to start. It's going to be interesting. This, this mm. month will be really interesting to see how the, the formation and the lineup shuffles up. We'll talk about that more later. Mm. Uh, man of the match. Raheem Edwards. Josie. I see saw between the two, but since I'm feeling a little can con today, Raheem. <laughs> there you go. I could have gone to either. I, I, you know what? I was so I've been so impressed by Raheem, um, and that was you know what that was a great game by Josie, and uh, you know when he plays well, I'll, I'll give him support. Josie's a victim of his own skill, right? His the expectations on Josie Altidore are much higher than they would be on a, a player in a similar position. The way he played, the way he played, he he absolutely is deserving of a man of the match mm-hmm. nod nine times out of yeah. ten. But he's Josie Altidore. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying. It's 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 kind of the the. Which I've been called out on before the absurd sc- scoring of which I I give player ratings on and the, and how I give player ratings isn't necessarily based yeah, on yeah people outright, really don't like your player ratings it's not based on it's not based on how they play on the grand scale of things it's based on what my expectation of them is mm-hmm. so like you know if like Raheem Edwards has an amazing game it's gonna be a nine or ten it, it should be a nine or ten to be yeah. fair you know I think I had him at a seven which was even still, it was. I'm still not expecting him to be this good yet. Sure. And, and but at the same time, at the same token, Altidore gets a brace, and I give him an eight. Like, what? No, I know it doesn't make sense, but, but that's true. Like, if 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 you're gonna give a man on the match strictly based on performance, yes, I would say Altidore. But if you're gonna give it based on what you expect of him, 
It's been Raheem Edwards almost two games in a row. Yeah, yeah. it's the most improved. Well, not yet. It's most unexpected. Most unexpected. I mean, you can say improvement. Like also too, I will say for Altidore, there's still a part of me that if, that that thinks that at some point in time the momentum's going to cool off on on Josie, and we're going to see pre-injury Josie. It had not even close. It's not. It hasn't even come close. But in the back of my mind, all I can think of is we've seen some dark periods from him. So it's, yeah. It's like I, I don't, again, it's only a matter of time, but like no, it's shit like, to say I, that. And I, I I accept that it's shit. What I, but I want, can't help that it's there. I know it's in the back of my head. I want to see a full season from Josie. Like I want this year to be yeah. full Josie. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, and he can have. I don't. I, it's. it's it, I don't expect him to be super Josie every game. I I just want to see a consistent year from him. Yeah. And, and and I don't think that's an unfair statement. I've, and I don't want to have to keep looking at stats that go back, you know. Last twenty-eight games, nevertheless, play. I, I think that I don't. I think many, many American listeners of this podcast. I'm sure you have. We do. Oh, hi yeah, Ben. Yeah, the three of them are great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hi Brian. The, Jason. The tens of American listeners they'll agree with you. They want to see a full season out of Josie Altador mm-hmm. too. Maybe not against their own club if they have MLS fans, but in terms of his overall play, they want mm-hmm. to see him perform because he's been an enigma his whole career, and he, there has been. He's like. You know, TFC liked to do those superhero memes a couple of years ago. Well, Josie's one of those superheroes that, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, so to speak. Yeah. He's, he's the bad guy, and then he's the good he's guy. He's Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm not really a DC Marvel kind of guy, but... Mark knows what I mean. Yeah. I knew what she meant. Yeah, fair enough. It was yeah. apt. Okay, good, yeah. good, yeah. good. Yeah. It was a good, good pull. All right. Thanks. So. All right. Um, all right. So, moving on to Marky Delgado. So, this is something you have to go back almost two years for this actually, when uh, Seba first came on board. And towards the end of Seba's first season, when Marky was playing a lot, and we talked about this then, um, the partnership that Marky and Seba uh-huh. seemed to be forming. And I, I was always very upset actually when Marky wasn't playing because I thought that the two of them played really well together. You know, Marky seems to be able to pick Seba out and they have, they just have like a good on the field relationship. And then last year, whatever for various formation reasons change, formation whatever, yeah. change and marky who knows who knows how they play in practice mm-hmm. um didn't see as much and didn't start or really play at all in the end of the season didn't play in the playoffs and all those things but he's back now he's been you know two games in now playing well again at the likely loss of oso getting time um I worry about oso right now mm-hmm. on very many on, on many friends this is becoming a concern but to see again that was one of the things that i sort of noticed on on friday was that relationship between delgado and and seba again and you know marquis sending some some good balls to uh to seba is this again is is he playing well enough to have won this position over over cooper certainly it seems like oso is gonna have to do a lot to get back as a starter Oh, there's two separate issues there. In terms of talk about Delgado versus Cooper, and I think that's really the comparison that you're going to have to make most of all, and I think that they well kind of rotate in a lot of ways, and they kind of bring different things. I listened to last week's show, and they sort of nailed it in terms of Delgado pushes things forward quicker. So I think you might see him at home more than you'll see Cooper, whereas Cooper's more of a he's just he's, he's a troublemaker to, yeah and he's able, able to play sort of that CONCACAF yeah. game and I thought that that was kind of an interesting um, observation about bringing him in for CONCACAF um, I'll tell you what though if, if you're rotating between Marquis Delgado uh, Jonathan Rosario and um, and uh, Cooper that that's a hell of a depth that's depth that we oh that's even, we, we've we never imagined dreamed of this yeah, for years remember 2010 guys <laughs> 
we would have loved Zurich? we would have loved Zurich? one of them. Yeah. And now we've got all of them. That's a fun little parlor game to just name random 2010 oh. players and go, "Oh yeah." Oh, yeah. Right. Oh my god, he Maximum was Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would love a Punch Yusana jersey. Yeah. I would I would totally rock a Yusana strip. I would that'd be amazing. <laughs> I saw one once and I like I almost chased the guy down. I'm like, "Where did you get that?" It's amazing. Anyway, I'll give you a beer for it. About <laughs> what it's worth, but <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I know. I think, and I think that's a that's a, a good way of looking at it in terms of not just the depth, but in terms of where, where to use Marky and where to use Cooper. And I guess we'll probably see that this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, the two games for yeah. sure. With, the, with the trip across the country, across yeah. the well, and that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, one last thing before we sort of leave this game, uh, I did put a little note for Seba, and we sort of talked about it in the intro to this match. You know, this was a less emotional Seba. Perhaps a reaction from last week, um, but you know what? It's like, like I said, it was Seba the playmaker, and, and I like again. I love this aspect of Seba's game. I like the fact that he has both, you know, both things in his both both arrows in his quiver. You know, he can score goals, but he sets them up well. And when he wants to, when he is sharing the ball, I actually find TFC to be a much more effective team because they don't expect him to pass, and he's got a good eye to pass the ball. And I think he sees, you know, he doesn't see the field the same way Victor Vasquez does. He's not in the Matrix, but he's, you know, he's apprenticing to be in the Matrix, I think. When they were rolling last year, um, and I do think that a lot of the problems at the end had to do with an injury that wasn't really, it was underreported. Yeah, absolutely. It was in that final. But when he was rolling was when Josie was rolling. And I said that many times last year, and I maintain it this year, that as much as Seba is the best player on that team, the most important player on that team is Josie Altador because when Seba trusts Josie and they're both going, they're damn near unstoppable. When mm-hmm. Seba trusts everybody, and that's, and that's it's just, it's absolutely a lot of it has to come with trusting Josie, but that's the thing that we've always sort of commented on is like Seba doesn't share because he doesn't trust anybody. Yeah, he'll see an open guy in the wing and keep it and try and beat two guys and a keeper. And which... To be fair, he's done it a few times, sure. and he's there's talented. also the the whole. Well, it's just MLS players. He's playing be- better. You know, I could see where he comes in with the almost a lack of respect for his opposition a little bit. Yeah, but at the same time, like, well, I'll, I'll it's right. Says, it's yeah. right there, guys. It's right. Just just go ahead. Just just dink it over. Dink it over there. Just dink it over there. And. All strikers have a bit of a disrespect for their uh, for their opposition. Yeah, that's, but that's I feel like he's like, his is like apparent. Yeah. The the other thing too, like we mentioned Delgado, and we've mentioned Edwards already in the podcast. But I'd be interested to see how many times he passed to Edwards. How many times passes went from Seba to Edwards? If we're seeing that consistently, that means he's trusting him too. Yeah. Um, Edwards still isn't quite there no. in terms of finishing. But his passing is there, and if Seb is seeing that and realizes that if I swing this off to this kid who has the pace to get into space, and he's going to get a good ball back into the box consistently, he's he will lay it off when he knows that there are three guys that he's got to go through, and he's probably going to get kicked six times doing it. Mm-hmm. If he's trusting both of his wings, then yeah, that's that's a dangerous thing. Yeah, no, agreed. And I think, I you know this again, this next month is going to be so interesting. I'm going to keep saying it, and I'll try to stop saying it. It's really really difficult because there's so much going on, and this. I think this is going to be a real test for TFC. This is even more so. This is going to be sort of, um, I think, a, a benchmark or a, a marker for them going into international absences for the Gold Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even put that in here. Anyone want to go to somewhere in July? 
I can't believe the distance they have to travel in between matches for this. Well, it's Canada, man. What are you going to do? I know, I know, but we're, it's... We're hardly the marquee. No, I know that, but, like, you know, like, they start they start in what? Canada, Haiti, start, start in... Are they starting in New York? Run, don't walk. Yeah. Or New Jersey, yeah. and then they have to go to Houston? Yeah. In three days. Yeah, well, you know. And play another game. Luckily, they'll probably only have to play two or three. Well, so that's they're only, <laughs> that's true. They're probably only going to have to play those three games. That's oh. very true. Um, it's, it's funny because it's true. It <laughs> um, all right. So moving on. Uh, wins and losses. I'm sorry, everyone. We don't really have a wins and losses this week. Can I just yeah. one quick wins and losses? Why the hell does Stefan Fry have to do that this game? Right. Mm. That was. There's your wins and losses. Horrible. For well, on, yeah. Well, three three nil is the most dangerous lead in soccer as we've seen two weeks in a row now. So um, yeah, there you go. Sure. Like, Forgot about those. Really yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, a little shout out for the hapless against the hopeless derby, uh, L.A. and the Union. That was the fact that that Good somehow movie. that it's it's very right that that ended in a nil nil draw because they're just both that bad. Yeah, You're well, both so bad. I still um, trust Philly to be badder, badder, worser, longer. Than LA, all words. All that absolutely. I'll, I'll fight yes. anybody who disagrees. Yeah. You yeah. go, Cause yes. Because LA, they can, they have, they have the money. They can come in and they can change things quickly. And they're not. Are they going to magically fix Ebra? Um, they have. We have the technology. Yes, we will. We will rebuild him. Yes. Um, and then the only thing that was sort of Dwayne and I were giggling about earlier was the the, the CanCon Derby, uh, the matchup between the Whitecaps and Montreal, uh, with only one Canadian player starting. You know, yeah. Although, you know, the old uh, Jackson there, he's doing pretty well off the bench there. Although the big yeah. cramps, yeah. No, it's uh, and Baloo, Baloo. Uh, oh yeah, he, again another surprising. Although Canadian for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's not going to stick. So we'll see. We can hope, but I yeah. don't think so. You know, Ivory Coast and Drogba's calling him after his first goal, and <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's going to turn your head pretty fast. This ain't my first rodeo, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so you know. Teams won and lost, and uh, you can go on MLSsoccer.com and look it up. MajorLeagueSoccerSoccer.com. Yeah. Apologize for no uh, no, no, no quotes this week, folks. We're sorry. I'm sorry. But instead... Okay. If I could do a Duncan impersonation, I would have talked right over you. I know. It would have been brilliant. And I can't. I can't do Duncan's accent. It kills me. I know. I'm pretty good at picking up accents. I can't do his. I know. It's really annoying. I can't do any accents. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm an accent mimic. If you put me in, literally within five minutes, I will pick up someone's accent and takes me forever to get rid of it. When I was in New Jersey, oh, oh my God, that was just, oh, it was horrible. Were you walking over the... uh, Oh, my God. It was was, was bad. (laughs) It took me a week to get it gone completely. It was Mm. awful. My mom wanted to kill me. Uh, that's fair. But uh, Duncan, you know, I we hang out with Duncan all the time, and I've never once picked up his accent because I just can't do it. I don't know. Something about the Yorkshire thing. I just... It doesn't happen. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. I don't know. I'm um, going to listen to past episodes just to... Just to try? This, yeah. All right. So instead of wins and losses, uh, MLS style, uh, Dwayne, who, other than looking at uh, TFC stuff... Also does some work for League One Ontario during uh, that season, which has just started, kicked off on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So Dwayne's going to give us a little rundown of what happened on the weekend, uh, especially with TFC3. 
the, yeah. the baby reds is that what we've agreed to call them yeah. now i saw some arguments on twitter whether you know baby well because you have three teams so no. you go the reds, reds the young, young reds, reds the baby reds right. there's a certain logic to that and some of the players on the teams actually liked that when i tweeted that out oh so really the, on the on the baby reds so they oh, okay. seem to think they that seem to think that's good so all right I'm gonna go i can't wait one. to see what they call tfc4 tfc4 <laughs> the, the embryo reds that's exactly embryonic reds oh there's a scarf oh please let that happen Oh, oh, I'm not going to say that. I'm not, not, not going to say what I'm thinking. Ugh. Have you ever seen that uh, the video from Poznan when they're, they're, the altars are cheering for the under-12s with the flares and all that? Oh, yeah, Google the that. The under-12s? Yeah, it's an under-12 game. Oh, so it's an 8-on-8 under-12 game with altars all in the back with flares and smoke, and they're just it's bouncing, and it's an under-12 game. That's, it's spectacular. Yeah, Google that if you ever – it's on YouTube. So that's, YouTube that. That's a beautiful thing. Anyhow, I've ever heard. Uh, to you, League One Ontario, quickly, but for those that don't know what it is, it is the highest level of development soccer in Canada, really. Uh, they, it's a semi-pro league that's mostly amateur most of the players are NCAA or around or eligible or younger uh, it has produced more than 50 professionals in the four years that it has existed so far um, there's men's and women's divisions the women's division probably its level might be in context even higher than the men's division because just the differences in how the men's and women's games are structured around the world anyway the season got started this week it's mostly centered in the GTA area though there's teams in Windsor in London and Ottawa uh, as well so um all over ontario uh there's also a similar league in quebec that doesn't start quite start yet but we'll leave it well enough alone for now as it relates to this show uh, tfc3 which used to be the tfc academy are essentially tfc's under 18 team um they have been in the league since the beginning they were tfc academy in the first year they were the original champions of the league uh, that was the team that had may he rest in peace mobile on it um, oh. Raheem Edwards was also on that team as well and mm-hmm. uh, if you look at my newest pin tweet it's the first time that I referenced Raheem Edwards which was a couple years ago and that's the beauty of watching a league like League One Ontario that you can go and there really are elite talents in it I saw mm-hmm. Kyle Lauren play in League One Ontario before he played in MLS uh, he was in Connecticut so he wasn't unknown at the time but nonetheless he remember saw watching Ashton and Daniil yeah that's 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 my you know that that's that's my sort of best memories for TFC Academy because I haven't watched them much in the last few years. But and watch uh, it. well, Kadisha Buchanan actually played some games in League One Ontario uh, before oh, the right. before the World Cup as Forget well. So you're talking some high end talent uh, here. TFC three and this is a really fascinating story. They played a team called FC London. FC London was uh, Forest City. Uh, which won the PDL championship a few years ago. They were the runners-up in League One Ontario behind Vaughn last year in the championship game, the Western champions of the league. There's two conferences, the two league titles play for a single-game playoff for the end of the year. Um, 6-0. TFC 3 beat them 6-0. So, which is crazy. And if you're a TFC fan out there um, and you can get out to the West End, it's not all that easy to get to Downsview, although apparently they're going to open a subway up there soon, although I'll believe it when they Sometime this year. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they put the on the maps or on the. Uh, yeah. It's already there. I know because yeah. it's supposed to be like this summer. So we'll see. I know because this is Toronto Transit. That's a different podcast and a very depressing and angry one. But yes, uh, nonetheless, tune in, of, tune in next. A lot week. of script. Do you know that thirty-three the, minutes of screaming? The signal repairs were scheduled. So this is an aside. The signal repairs were scheduled to finish in two thousand and eight. They're still going on. Anyway, all right. So uh, moving back to the TFC three. If you have a time to get up there, though. You really can see guys, and you can see players that will just jump out at you with immense talent. I'll give you one name. It's my favorite name in all of football, even if he doesn't make it anywhere. But this is a, I think he has a good chance to make it somewhere. Rocco Romeo. Rocco Romeo is a... I love that wrestler. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, he's so good. 
He's also a footballer. Uh, he's about 6'4". He's uh, 16 years old now. Great on both feet, with both feet. His missile Patrols drop the middle. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's Rocco Romeo. There's Rocco one name. Romeo. There's a name to remember. Uh, I think you might see him in the USL probably within a year and a half or so. By and large, though, just, just get up and check it out. It's free. It's free to go to Downsview. If you can get to Downsview and go in on TFC 3 game day, you can just walk right in. If you get them, if you'd rather wait till they come closer to you, there's games all over the GTA. Mm-hmm. You might pay $5. You might pay $10. When do they play at Monarch Park? I'd have to look off the top. Why don't you know? Well, they might not actually play Monarch Park because Monarch Park's in the east. That's an east team. Uh, that's a team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at the map. It's 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 it's, yeah. it's cute. It's East York over there. It's east of the Young. Yeah. Or the oh, Don. yeah, that's right. Technically, I used to live in East York, I guess. Yeah. Well, do, where does East Toronto start? Does it start at Young or does it start at the Don Valley? That's a debate. That's a very local debate, but it's a debate. Mm. I say the Don Valley, but so some people I. say Young. Yeah, it's mostly people that live in the West say Young. People that say in the East say the Don. Yeah, Valley. I lived in the East for like 11 years, so I, I say the Don. So. Yeah, and that there's that dead zone between Young and the Don Valley. Yeah, yes. no, no one goes no there. One just, just <laughs> Nobody's heard of anybody who survived yeah, it's the, the it's, dead zone. It's the, the neutral zone of Toronto. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Where the East and West meet at AAA. And, anyway. Anyway, right. moving on to more League One Ontario stuff. Um. Look, like I said, like people joke about the mobile bully thing, and it was a bit of a meme. Let's be honest with myself here, a little bit of a meme. Although I did want the kid to succeed. You really need to respond to that comment on our on our on our site, by the way. Okay. From from your other alternative ego self. Which alternative ego self is that? Uh, it's oh. the real Dwayne Rollins. Oh, I, yeah. Berating yeah, well, us for not talking about mobility. Apparently, it wasn't you. So yeah, I would no, like to see. I, blew I, my I, would, mind I would like to see the two of you in conversation. Like, good all above the belt type. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was not, it, okay. it, it, it could have. Plan. It could have been you. Oh, like because I actually said to Kristen, and 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 if you're bored, please go seek it out. It's okay. worth it. I'll have a look later. Um, yeah, yeah it, I, I said to Kristen, if Dwayne didn't put it. That's amazing. If Dwayne put it, that man's a genius because it was so. And good. whoever you are that did leave the comment, uh, bravo. Yeah, yep. well played, Bra- sir. Well I do. I do have two separate parody accounts on Twitter that I don't run either of them. I know people think that I started my own parody account, but I did not. <laughs> I know who started one of them. We'll leave that well enough alone, and he means well by it. So nonetheless, but I do have. A, no, it's. Uh, Daniel. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, well, it's his humor, right? And you can tell it's Daniel because he'll make a joke and then he'll apologize for the joke in a tweet later because that's... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I hope you understand that I wasn't trying to be. Now it's coming back. Anyway. All right. So wrapping this up, no, it it, it really is to me, like my new bio, I took off mobile, hope, or sorry, mobile uh, advocate and I added... Um, unapologetic advocate for Canadian players. And that's really what League One Ontario is about. So if you believe in the future and you just like the game, they're good. It's entertaining football. It really is. And the level level last week was noticeably better than it was the year before, which was noticeably better than the year before that. So just go out and watch it. I mean, support local football, soccer, whatever you want to call the thing. See, my thing is that if I I actually lived closer to a League One team, yeah, there's, I would, I would, I would be going whenever I could spare the, the and, afternoon because I've and I've been to one game and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really felt that that uh, uh, Oakville did a does a they got a, a cute little ground which is really the backyard of of Sheridan College, but like it's just a soccer game. Yeah, no, no bells, no whistles, and it's quality football. It truly is quality football, and. For five bucks, you cannot beat that. And if you go to Downsview, uh, free is the steal of the century. Yeah. So 
Bring your own snacks so they don't have any canteens or anything there. <laughs> but true. yeah. Well, that's fine. Um, um, no, you're right. And I don't. They trust me. They want to be in your city because they just haven't found the right. Group I know. There. I'm. I'm. I'm biding my time. Yeah. It's a. And the other thing about it too is they just. It's what has made this league successful. And we'll probably leave it at this. But what has made this league successful when other attempts have not been is that they they're very strict on their standards. That they won't let groups in unless they're willing. They have the right uh, manager, the right coaching, the right philosophies, the right everything, the right money going behind it because they don't want it to fail. They don't want teams to come in and out. Um, mm-hmm. In their first year, they had a few bumps. They had a team that they kind of let in. They sort of got stars in their International eyes. International or whatever. Yeah, it is, yeah. The, of Toronto, and they had um, uh, what's his name. Uh, the, Peruvian uh, inter- international. Yeah. Um, did I name escapes me? Yeah, right it's now. coming to me. It's coming to me. It's gonna come to me later on in the show. Yeah. Anyway, so they, there was stars in their eyes, but they, the backing wasn't there. It was all you know, sizzle, not steak. Nobby Solano. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I was gonna say, wait. Yes, that does yeah. sound right. Nobby Solano. Yeah, he was their coach. They brought oh him God, over. I about that. So at any rate, they've had some bumps, but they've learned from that. Uh, they have a. I'm not gonna say what team they named it after, but they named it after a team where the they can only when you come into the league, you can only come in on one gender. Now you can't come in with two teams. You have to come in and establish right. yourself on one gender before the. It doesn't matter if it's men or women. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you can only go one way, and yeah. then. There you go. So there, there you go. That's a it's a it's worthwhile supporting. All local football is worth supporting. If you're listening to this outside of Ontario, I'm sure you have an equivalent. And, Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Go and watch the future. Will somebody please think of the chosen. It's time to start shit. Roll out the carpet and turn up the stereo. Ladies and gents, I'm proud to present the finest and sound and flow. The capital D hyphen S I S I V E F O R M A T on the B. Serving up hot shit for y'all to rock with, and it don't stop till I try to stay away from a dope beat. Cause every dope beat I've known, I've been forced to headbutt it till its nose bleeds. Like Steven Seagal in a pool hall with a pool ball and a sock fight your dope fiends. Breaking arms with my own two palms and spit cold flows till my head till my toes freeze. Shit rappers, stick needles into both knees and try to rob my mojo to clone me. I own a flow so mean, I could send the hardest rapper running home in soul grief. So don't provoke me to kick ass or you'll watch the rest of the show crying, clutching torn cheeks. Here's a warning, I spit harder than waking up after a porn dream. At 14, I'm so fresh and so clean. Y'all could serve a four-course meal to royalty on my corn feet. Oh, it's another one of those songs. Uh, I haven't heard one in so long. So somebody please tell the disc jock to turn the volume up just a little bit where the MC thinks he's so hot and makes us say ho waving both arms. So somebody please tell the disc jock to turn the volume up just a little bit. All right, moving on to back to MLS. Uh, before we start uh, diving into previews for the next two games, just a little bit of MLS stuff. It's kind of appropriate considering it's today's May Day and sort of about workers' rights. We're going to talk about supporters' rights a little bit, maybe. And two they things. They don't have rights. I know. Don't apparently, they? apparently not. Depends on where you are and what day and what stadium. A mm. couple things that sort of happened over the last week. Um, one that I noticed on Twitter, another that Dwayne brought to my attention. Uh, first one is in Minnesota. So Minnesota's kind of still, maybe we have a little soft spot for them because of Adrian and uh, the fact that they are sad sack and you want them to do well. You just want to hug them. Um, but then their front office goes and does something silly. So they have lots of supporter groups like many teams do and they've been around for a while, right? Like they came up uh, into MLS so they had some existing supporters groups. They have one called the Red Loons. 
at Red Loons on the Twitters if you want to go look them up. And you'll notice that their their badge, their logo, um, is very subtle, and it is. It's a subtle hammer sickle loon, basically. It's uh, you know, it's not a loon as Marx or anything like that. But they, they call themselves a socialist or a Marxist supporters group. They do a lot of charity work. They've been around for three or four years, and no issues, no problems. Mm-hmm wear their t-shirts it's not a lot of them it's not like they're a giant group in the stadium but another supporter group for the minnesota united called the dark clouds i love the name of their group by the way that's that's just delightful had uh, put together a tifo for a match that had basically to celebrate all of the different supporter groups for minnesota united mm-hmm. and you know had everyone's logo on it very nice sign of unity wasn't any great message just kind of like hey this is awesome look at everyone that supports our team go us and Minnesota United front office said no you're not allowed to include their logo on this TIFO and didn't tell the Red Loons the Red Loons had to find out from the other supporter group and they contacted the front office and the front office basically said oh well we don't have to reach out to everybody when we do this sort of thing so I'm like garbage. well you Kind one, of sh- you, one what, email. That's one, all. What, one email, like one a, a DM, probably yeah. would have taken care of it. Um, and then to sort of compound that, threw it onto the league and said, "Oh well, this was the, the league made us do it." For those of us that go to MLS games and have had to encounter things like this before, and I, I mentioned this one talking to the Red Loons guys, uh, similar to the refugees welcome issue. Uh, here at uh, in Toronto, BMO Field, a couple seasons back, uh, it's not the league. It, it's absolutely a stadium and team decision to do that sort of thing. And one, own up to your shit. Like just just be realistic. Two, basically, without coming right out and saying you guys are banned, you're trying to ban these guys by by removing their presence from something that more than a tiny little group of people would be. Although I did like the picture that they posted uh, with the Antifa um, banner on someone's uh, mm. capo stand at a game, uh, I think in Philadelphia, maybe, uh, later on that week, which was great. But it's... Uh, it's one of those 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 slippery slope things that happen with supporter relations, and and you sort of you know you never talking about this, and you said yeah. it's trying to be taking apolitical to the nth degree, yeah. and really, really backing up on whether or not what they think is appropriate. But to me, it's MLS teams want their cake and eat it too. Basically, when yeah. it comes to supporters, mm-hmm. they they always have, um, and look, I'm sure that within their within MLS, they're probably is a mandate to avoid over, overly political things. Um, they, they don't want that in the stadium, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you know, they, there's common sense. You have to have some common sense. And that the Refugees Welcome banner was an example of how TFC Security has interpreted a league mandate in the most ridiculous way possible and has caused more problems than they could have ever imagined just letting the damn thing sit there. And this is the same thing. Why are you trying... What they're trying to do is they're trying to squeeze them out. They don't want to overtly... Say, oh, yeah, because that will blow up in their faces even more than this will and possibly has. Yeah, or this will probably, this, you know, in their mind, they probably think they're dealing with this effectively because this probably won't blow up that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other than places like this, you're not going to hear the talk a lot of it because people, they, the, the casual fan kind of tunes sporter issues out sometimes because they see the other end of it. They see stuff that is over the line and they go, well, what are you moaning about? You have all these privileges, et cetera, et cetera. When, the reality is 
and look, I've I go between the lines of journalist and supporter all the time, right? Sure. It's it's blurred in my mind, and I have a lot of I have to be careful when I talk about TFC supporters issues because I know so much from friends that I really probably shouldn't betray. So. Just that said, the dynamic between the front office and the supporters is always going to have an element of conflict to it. And there's going to be this ebb and flow when they get too comfortable and the supporters that are on the other side, not talking to the to the front office, start pushing back on them. And then there's going to be a pushback this way and a pushback sure. that way. Mm-hmm. It's just if you're going to allow them in, like it, I kind of get it on one hand, you don't want like. It's, we're mostly left wingers here, right? Sure. Most of us, yeah. Uh, was, well, I think you could say safely, at least on this podcast, everyone's left wing. If there was a Magda, I'm a center, I, I, I'm I'm a center forward, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah someone left wing. And, so, and I played, and I played right back, but I, I am, you know, left wing. If I'm someone not. put a banner up that said M A G A, and their name on there, there would be a lot of people pissed off at that. So I kind of get that on one level, but. But again, this wasn't even a message. That's the, that's the thing. Like they're not mm-hmm. putting up banners that are like. You know, go communists or Marxism yeah. rules or anything yeah. like that. This was literally their, their logo, logo. Yeah. on a TIFO with every other supporter group logo for that team that literally said nothing else. It and was literally just a hey, this is who supports. And how long is that Red, was it? How long has Red Loons been around? Like, four, like, what, like a four, week or two? Four or five years. Four or five years. So, so now four seasons later. Yes. Now somebody goes, you know what? I've just noticed. Yeah, yeah pretty like, much. Are you fucking for real? Like, for real. Are they recognized? This is what I, the only thing we'll question. Are they officially recognized as a supporters group there? And they might, because a lot of these groups, and this is what, on, on your show here, when Bill Manning talked about the Umbrella South M. Yeah. yeah. Which beyond the casual fan, the, the non-affiliated yeah. fan stuff, which is a whole other issue. Unaffiliated, 117. The other part of it, too, is they're trying to control the groups. And that's the other side. Sure they are. That's why the groups don't like it either. Because they want lists and they want to know who's in what. And they want to control what's happening there in a way that they don't already. And they want their cake and they want to eat it, too. They want inebriati jumping up and down, but they want to know who inebriati is. Who's jumping up and down. And where they are so in case something goes on. And it's the group that I'm affiliated with has adamantly refused to give a list of names forever because we pre-exist the club. And we know who we are. Our, mm-hmm. our saying is if you think you're U-Sector, you are U-Sector, right? You don't need to sign a membership card. You don't mm-hmm. give anyone any money. You just show up and be there and, and sing and do whatever the hell you want to do. You don't even have to go and sing. We have members that don't sing, that just sit wherever. Yep. But they're still U-Sector because they, they believe they are. Mm-hmm. That's the philosophy that Toronto wants to put forward. That's a lot philosophy that a lot of groups want to put forward. But if you look at how a lot of supporter sections are structured in the league, and I do believe this is coming from the league, it's increasingly becoming this blanket organization, and if you want to call yourself something different within it, that's fine, but you're not Red Loons, you're Dark Clouds, because Dark Clouds is the group you have to be in if you want to be affiliated. Minnesota only has, on their site anyway, three official um, supporters groups. Dark Clouds is one, um, Wolf's Head, and... um, the True North Elite. Hmm, really? Really? Oh, yeah, no, I knew True North Elite. Like, Tor- Toronto fans? Um, <laughs> always whenever I hear it, I go, is that a Raptors supporters group or something? You know, now, and the Dark Clouds have been around a long, long time. Like, they, they're, they're, the they're, 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 That's they're, the one with Denord, and, like, there's a lot of yeah. old fans. In oh, yeah, they've yeah. been around for over a decade, right? Like, they, yeah. they, they think there's, they're just, that's, you know. That's APSL. Yeah. You know they they they're they're well, maybe, they're maybe it's just A-League. like Brian and like the guys that have been around forever exactly and and, the and of that yeah group. they absolutely yeah. they are and they're they're they seem like pretty good guys I think the True North is kind of the red patch 
the ones that came up after. Yep, yep, the that seems fair. Um, but what's sort of interesting, I think, is just, yeah, so I don't know how many other loosely affiliated groups there are um, with Minnesota. You know, TFC have five recognized supporter groups. Yeah, 108. Uh, 109. Kings, sorry, 109, sorry, sorry, guys. And Kings, Sector, uh, New Broadway, and, and Red Patch, yeah. Although it should be six, because tri- isn't Tribal Rhythm Nation still included? They're, they're, yeah, they're, maybe, yeah. they're sort they of there. Um, but, and I actually don't know of any, I, I don't know of any other sort of smaller groups within. Um, I know that there's, I keep hearing rumblings of a group starting in 117. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's what happens. There's tons, you see scarves out there and like anyone can print a scarf sure. and call themselves a supporters group. But mm-hmm. Anyway, and that's how, you know, if you look at Section 8, for instance, we all think of Section 8 as the Chicago supporters group. Yeah. That's the Chicago's umbrella supporters And then everyone's underneath them, yeah. There are multiple groups underneath that. Mm-hmm. Um, Timbers Army, my understanding of their structure is it's, the Timbers Army's been around forever, but there's, again, there's multiple groups under there and they have a, an overriding umbrella organization that mm-hmm. represents all the supporters. And I do believe heavily listening to Bill on this show, that's what he wants here. And I'm not sure that the groups here want that back. I, and I, I, I don't think they do. And I, I think that that will be a long sort of struggle and fight in terms of Might not that. be a long fight because they just might say no. Yeah, well, there's there's that too. And then what well, then that's it's a, it's a game of chicken, and that's kind of what we're happening here. Yeah. The supporters, they have two choices at that point. They can all the support. They can stop dancing. Which they know, don't want to do. Which, and, and and the one thing is that they have, no one's told them that they can't wear their shirts or anything like that. It was just the fact that this was a very public display of these are the supporters groups, and they were the one that was told that they couldn't be in, in, included. Yeah, well, and they weren't told that they did it behind their back. If there's no profanity in the shirts, it's kind of hard for the club to say you yeah. can't wear a shirt into the stadium. So mm-hmm. they're just, again, they're hoping to squeeze them out. Yeah. Um, and well, speaking of profanity, then let's move on to the other one. Yeah, there you and go. This oh, is, and this is the timely. other. This is the other supporter issue, um, and this is an ongoing thing as well. So, uh, Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. Yeah! I'm proud of it. There you go. On uh, the weekend, hosted Portland, and during the match, uh, what was it? Over 20 members of the the Dallas Beer Beer, section, basically. Yeah. uh, Were kicked out. Some I heard were arrested. Yeah, they were taken out in handcuffs. You taken out in handcuffs yeah, for trespassing yeah, for profanity so. and and not for not for anything against a league like there was. This, this is not about the Puto chant. Yeah, they're not was, alleging they crossed the line. No, this was literally about swearing in chants, cussing, cussing, which we all do and uh, it's have be a hell of a paddy wagon to get everyone out of the uh, out of the south end one day. No Sorry, fucking that, kidding. That, that term is not politically correct anymore. A hell of a police transportation vehicle. <laughs> Um, but yeah. so, and, and this is, you know, from what, 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 uh, you know, we'd look on, on Reddit and see the statement from that, that supporter group in terms of what seems to have happened and what they think happened is the, again, stadium security overreacting to, or over policing, uh, a situation they, you know, they're, well, we're enforcing the, the don't cross the line. Well, swearing isn't crossing the line. If you're not being, if you're not being racist, you're not being homophobic, um, you're not being misogynistic, then we all, we, we, you know, this is, this sort of brings down that argument about the atmosphere at soccer stadiums and front offices wanting to have their cake and eat it too. And whether or not, A, they're going to back 
this group and there's apparently there's a supporters forum uh, thing happening on mm-hmm. Tuesday um, for them to discuss this but Again, it's a concern, and we've seen we've seen overreactions uh, at BMO Field more than once. Mm-hmm. And we, we were talking actually on Friday the 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 the, uh, the, the pat down and the they were, they were really hardcore security on Friday for the first time this season. I felt there was a pat down to go to the media entrance. Yeah, you told me that, which was crazy. I've never seen that before. Yeah, they checked our tickets in our section, and they don't yeah, ever yeah. do that. Like, yeah, I've I've ne- I've been which like, was in the it? South yeah, End I, for you know since day one and. I, like, yeah, last game was the first time somebody came up to me in my seat. Hey, can I see your? Can I see your? Seat? And, and it's and, again, and we're not. You know, we're in the South End, but we're not. We're not with one of the supporter groups where we are. Um, so we again, we are. We're our our section tends to be a little more flexible in terms of ticket checking. I admit that, but this was pretty much. This was pretty hardcore. Yeah, and look, I, this is getting off the beer. Yes, it we'll is. get back to it. But real quickly, uh, I noticed that too the week before. Um, I, they actually checked at the top of one thirteen for a little while, which is they weren't doing that the last game because people were fighting them on it, and that because there's so many people have so are so established in their spot, which might not necessarily be their seat because right. it is essentially a GA section at yeah. this point. Um, anyway, they weren't doing that this game, but it does. I had heard that to get into 116, 117, 115 even was almost impossible if you didn't have a ticket last game. And, uh, you know, that may seem weird to anyone who's done. Well, if you're not familiar with the supporters' cultures or the South End culture, that seems like, well, well of course you're checking your tickets. You have to sit where you're sitting, but that's not mm-hmm. kind of how it's worked for years. So, and that maybe speaks to something that's, that's what he was saying on this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, again, and so the, going back to the Dallas thing with the swearing, and, and this is, you know, this is an argument that you see on message boards, you see on Twitter, you see on Facebook, you see on Reddit, you see everywhere. You, you know, you have it with when you have Bill Manning on your show or you have anyone else, you know, from a front office, that kind of thing, talking about the atmosphere at games. And again, their their desire to have, you know, the great atmosphere from from the supporter groups. But we want to make it family friendly. And no. take a need or two. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? Kids hear swear words. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like I've been I've been I've been swearing since I was like three years old, much to my father's embarrassment at the grocery store sorry dad it was probably your own fault was it um what did you say profit i did yeah. uh, power to the capitalists yeah yeah um i've told this story before um on other shows but i'll quickly tell it here when i did my trip to chicago it was five years ago now um i was it's a sober one i was driving that day which you know laugh if you want but at any rate <laughs> So I'm down at the front. And King, sorry, <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't believe this story at all. King, King Dave was behind me. Oh, dear no, God. People, people that know King Dave know exactly who I'm referencing. If you don't know King Dave, he's a man that would wear a fur coat and no shirt underneath it into the stadium with a big cowboy hat, and he's not often sober. At any rate, is that a fair way to put it? Yes. Okay. Anyway, so King Dave was being King Dave, and he was very profane and uh we're in a, a way supporter section so like for god's sakes who cares if we're swearing a little bit as long as we're behaving and the, the security guard the whole game stop cussing stop cussing we'll kick you out if you start if you stop cussing he's yelling at me like i can control this man and that's like i well yeah know, not no, gonna happen that's not gonna happen anyway long story short to fast forward flares get lit off in our section we're talking full pyro here like blue glow the stadium's lit up they walk up calmly they hand us buckets we put the flares out and then immediately Dave or someone starts swearing, and then they're going to kick him out for the swearing. Not yeah. the pyro. Not the pyro, but... The swearing. Yeah, remember that time the uh, uh, stadium burned down because the people were saying, fuck too much? Yep. Yeah. 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 Again, won't someone Priorities. please think of the children, apparently. Yeah. And 
Children can't get up to Bridgeview. It's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Not without parents. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, we were beside Chad Barrett's parents that day. That was kind of interesting. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there you go. So it's a good thing Duncan wasn't here. Oh, yeah. That's, that that's a 20-minute segment right there. It is. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be just go have a nap. Poor Chad. Oh, yeah. Anyway. No, but, yeah, like, look, there's two sides to that, the swearing thing. Obviously, we, I, we're all sick of the puta chant, right? Like, yes. we're sick to death of it. If you don't get it yet, for God's sakes, give your fucking head a shake. Just excuse my French there. Um, Cuz yes. Mike. Cuz Mike. Yeah. yeah you're in charge of this. Oh, mm-hmm. never mind. Go ahead. Maybe in the context of how you use it, you don't always mean it in a homophobic way. But just like when we were a child, when I was in the 80s and the. Everyone would say, said, you're gay. Yeah. That's so gay. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. Because we know better now. We've learned and we've evolved. So learn and evolve. It's also. Um, it's, it's it lacks humor. It's humorless. It's ridiculous. It's a stupid chant to yell. It means nothing. Do you think? Do you really think that a professional goalkeeper is going to go? Oh God, he called me a male prostitute. Yeah. No. <laughs> Come on. Be be more creative. If you're going to try and get under a player's skin, actually use your head and be have some wit. That would be my uh, message to that. But beyond that, just you know, don't do it. Stop it. So we, we're okay with getting rid of that, but you can't sanitize a supporter section and. You just can't. If you if you want it, if you want those in your t- in your stadium, and MLS clearly does, they market behind it. Then you're going to have to to accept that your stadium might not always be a PG-13 movie. And nor should it be. And and PG-13 is a lot different now than it was when we were kids. Mm. Remember AA? AA was like the woo. That was where the stuff happened. Now it's mm. you know you watch PG-13. I'm like kids are allowed to watch this. Yeah. Are you sure? I, I couldn't watch well, this when I was 13. Yeah. Except for I snuck in to see Purple Rain when I was 12. Badass. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> Rebel. Great movie. Well, you know. But, yeah, it's it's one of these things. And we're going to argue about We're, we're going to talk about this. Uh, we'll have to stop talking about it because we could just spend the whole show talking about it. But this is going to be an ongoing conversation. And it's I think it's a necessary conversation to let sort of, I don't know, front office and league know that we are we do pay attention when this happens at other clubs and we all do support one another to a certain degree when it comes to supporter group or just supporters rights like you know our our vocal minority podcast we're not in a supporter group except for our little supporter group of six and we sing our songs we swear we chant we do whatever the hell we like in our little uh penthouse suite in 117 and We've had, you know, we occasionally have families near us and we've gotten some looks. Usually just that means we're louder. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? You're in the supporters section. So what do you think is going to happen here? Which is, you know, the only defense, Mm -hmm. the only defense of what Bill Manning was saying. And I think the supporters groups would support him on this is that tickets end up in families, in people that don't know what it is too often. And that has to do with their, their inability to effectively deal with off with secondary market ticketing and they have no desire to deal with secondary market ticketing because that is it's, it's money per, it's money yeah. yeah and if they were to if they seriously want to keep the south end for supporters then get rid of the scalpers but they're never going to they're do never going to yeah. do that and that's the yeah that's which is, which is to be fair one of the things that that kind of boggles my mind with with that wish list because as we've said many times on this show the two seats adjacent uh left of me and the, the eight, eight yeah it, it, adjacent it, it seems, right yeah are, never, are rarely held by the same person twice in a season yeah i'm like 
pattern dictates them them ain't season ticket holders, them scalpers. And if you're gonna do if you're gonna have this blanket thing, are you gonna let the secondary market let them in too? Because yeah. then that whole taking names don't mean shit. Yeah. You can well, still buy your way in if you have the if you have Exactly, the money. if you know the people. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a it's a league that has a stadium named StubHub Stadium, so yeah, there you go. That's a that's an excellent place to end. Anyway, so uh, you know our support to Red Loons and uh, the Dallas Beer Brigade, Beer Garden, Beer Garden, Beer Garden, I believe. Yeah, Beer Garden, better name. Yes, Beer Garden. the Dallas Beer name. Garden. And uh, that's let's move on to the next segment of our show. I've been a moral and spiritual leader and been a tyrant. I crumbled under pressure when I stood defiant. I've been relying, I've relied, and I've let you all down. Alone in the forest, screaming and making no sound. I'm the moment when life and death are reintroduced. I'm the neck that snaps, I'm the fighters that make the news. The trigger finger, the trigger, the bullet in you. I'm every star in the sky presented as a thought. All right, so next up on the show is the first of two matches for TFC this week, starting off a busy month of May. Uh, the Eastern Conference leaders, Orlando, are in town. Hey. The Lions. Lions. I know that sounds. There it is. Uh, it's what Dwayne was doing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So this sort of the, oh, no, is, you know, Kaka is back and apparently knows how to score goals again. He, uh, Kyle Laren also has been scoring a fair number of goals, although, again, he'll be a BMO, so he'll think he's playing for Canada, and mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Um, Orlando, of course, have taken advantage of a home-heavy schedule to start the season. They've won five at home. They haven't lost at home yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only won at home, actually, and they've only lost once all season, of course, on the road, but they were shut out by Columbus 2-0. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you want to, as an MLS team, take advantage of you know, your home stands, and, and they certainly are. But they only had two games on the road. So we'll sort of see what that looks like for them. Uh, things to note, they're not really the highest scoring team in MLS. You know, they've only scored 10 goals, but they've only allowed five. So they've been pretty tidy at the back. Um, you know, there's only usually, you know, most of their stuff is 2-1, 1-0 kind of thing. So they, there's not a lot of, uh, there may be a lot of attacking intent, but there's not a lot of finish on that. And... You know, it's it's always interesting when when you play Orlando the last couple of years because Orlando are kind of like I was saying, kind of like Atlanta in that they're they're sort of like the new shiny. Oh, Orlando! And have you seen their new stadium? And they've got safe standing and la 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 la. And then, yeah, no, we've seen it. Has it been full? Um, no, it wasn't full last game. That's what she said. Ah. Yeah, but you know, Orlando's interesting. I, you know, Jason Christ and. Christ be with us. Thank you. Christ be with, oh, with him. I, yeah, Christ be yeah, with you and, and with you. So I was like crossing myself right too. I don't yeah. I, spectacles, testicles, Swiss, wallet, Yes, you were doing correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It just looks weird looking at it. Yeah, yeah I know. It always looks backwards and then that's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's right. But um, it's, yeah, with this, I expect this will be a good game. I expect this will be sort of, this is, this is more of a high profile game. Although the both games this week are, I think, depending on how you want to look at it. If you want to look at it in terms of... Well, the hype, 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 hype train's coming up Saturday. Oh, sure. dear God. Yeah. It's coming up. It's been coming up for like three weeks. Every time I see someone mention this. The CTV game. 
Oh, it is it is the CTV game, yeah. isn't it? That got moved. They well, changed they yeah. changed it to an earlier start. Well, so those of you that have Wolfpack tickets, sorry. Yeah. What are you going to do, Dwayne? Uh, what are you going to do? You're going to watch the rest of the game on your phone while watching the Wolfpack? We'll see. We'll see. Are you going to be one of those people who goes to one sporting event and watches another sporting event? Well, it's the Wolfpack home opener, though, right? Yeah, it's their first so, ever home oh, game. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm considering going, but I have the power of PVR at my disposal. So Right. I do not. I have a friend, a mutual friend, who really desperately wants to go to the Wolfpack game, and I will go to the Wolfpack game with her so that she has company at the Wolfpack game. There's your answer. I don't blame you. Yeah. Anyhow. Either way, you were going to miss part of the game because it it started at 6 before, right? Wasn't it a 6 o'clock start? So they changed it to 3. Yeah, and it's Um, a TV game. If it was a BMO game, we'd be talking something different. Well, I hope so because I might throw something at your head. Yeah. Anyway, so this is... You know, it's 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 a, a good game as a Eastern Conference benchmark. Are Orlando really that good? Or are they just good because they've been at home? Uh, TFC have a chance to close out their longest through home stand of the season because this is so weird after the last two years. Yeah. You know, we're so used to like four and five games. Mm-hmm. This is three games. This is our longest home stand, folks. But to put a stamp on their play at BMO and to sort of, you know, begin to regain the idea that BMO Field is a fortress and that it's a difficult place for other teams to come in and take points, which hasn't always been the case and actually has rarely been the case and was one of the issues last season. So, you know, this is a game that mentally I've had circled on my calendar anyway. I think that, and look, is it vital that they win the game? No, but I think symbolically, like you said, their home form, that's been their Achilles heel. They haven't been dominant at home and they should be any mls any supporter shield contending team mls cup's a different gig people always talk about mls cup but really it's supporter t- shield, the yeah. shields what we're talking about in terms of being a truly elite team if you're going to win the shield if you're going to compete for the shield you're going to need to have plus two points per game at home they haven't been close to that the last couple of years and they're having one two in a row now there's some hint that maybe they can get there and coming off the heels of the two straight draws to start the year and coming off especially the heels of not this year but last year, still fresh of mind, uh, the MLS Cup Final where they couldn't score, That I, I think it's important that they, they really establish themselves at home because if they can win this game against a team that has been playing pretty well, although you know the home versus away split is something that if I were an Orlando fan, I'd be waiting a little bit longer before I was you know getting that supporter shield engraved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's important, and I think internally – TFC, I suspect, has really focused on this one and probably will prioritize it more than the Seattle game, despite sort of that symbolic rematch of the MLS Cup final. Revenge! Because if you think about it, their second game in a week, and you're flying across the country, and if you look at the stats of teams... Playing record, that second game. Second game, when they're flying across the country, it is dismal. So, yeah. and, and they're aware of that, and you know, people will say, there's no excuse about that, but the history there's tells you there excuse. is excuse about that. There's... Like I, I like to say, it's not an excuse; it's a reason. Mm, yeah. True. Um, I, I, I'm, I kind of uh, expecting Orlando to be a little bit out of their element, a lot of their depth. And I know it's, I know it's still early in the season. They've only played two road games, but they play in a tropical climate, and for them to not play in beautiful 26 degree weather with a breeze coming off the Gulf, and now playing. Here, with a breeze coming off the lake, <laughs> smell not included. Like it's just. Can you do it on a cold Wednesday night in Toronto? Done and done. 
I don't I don't think it's uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a a bit of a shock. Uh, not to say that Orlando's just going to roll over and, and and take a whooping, but I mean there there's something to be said about playing in a nice stadium in nice climate for the first part of your season, and now you get to take all that out. So I'm kind of expecting Orlando not to be nearly as effective, uh, both offensively and defensively, as they've been right. so far this season. Yeah, um, and they're also, you know, they're going to deal with travel for the first time. They go through customs. There's a lot of things at play here that, that's going to make it difficult for them. And, and as I said, TFC is going to be motivated for this, and mm-hmm. then I suspect to see a first team lineup out there. Uh, they are doing well. Josie seems to be rolling. Seba seems to be rolling. Like. I think that this is, I hate to say must win because there's no such thing in MLS until you get to the playoffs, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is close to a a should win. And certainly if they do win, um, you know, I'm not much for power rankings and things like that, but if TFC wins that, even though they're not in first place, I would have to put them damn near the top of the Eastern Conference power rankings at least, if not the whole league. Mm -hmm. Probably third. They'd be ranked third because they do like their Dallas down in the uh, MLS uh, soccer type people. It's true. Yeah. Everybody does. Well. Yeehaw. You have to say the full name. Yeah, you have to say Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. Yeah, there you so go. That's, that's that's the trigger. It's Pavlov. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, completely okay. Pavlov. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, then, player to watch for this game from Orlando. Kaká, um, Lauren's the local boy. Everyone's going to be watching him anyway. Kaká came back from injury. Uh, he's never really been the dominant player that you'd expect a former World Player of the Year to be in MLS. Um, I think that this is the year that he has to prove that he's worth that contract because right now it's not that he's been bad. Um, certainly, I think he's helped Kyle Arn particularly in his sure. development for sure. So he's been above average, but he's the highest paid player in the league. So you have to be, you have to be Seba-like, and he hasn't been Seba-like. No. Nor was he ever really going to be, and that's sort of a question about why you go after a guy like Kaka. Um, it'll be interesting to see him in, in the stadium. It, it's like I don't – we're talking about this off air where we don't necessarily remember him playing at BMO before, and then that's just kind of a weird thing for a guy of that stature. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Brusher Much and Gladbach's future forward, <laughs> uh, uh, Kyle Aaron. Um, uh, and why wouldn't you? Come Ger- on. They're a German team, uh, uh, apparently. And um, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, though I do, I, I've been completely amused by the reports that came out that they've been scouting him uh, three separate occasions. Three times. Three times. Uh, there's a part of me that thinks this is going to be the game that's going to seal it, but I really hope it's the next one because I kind of hope he's going to fail. So I guess what I'm saying is I hope the scouts don't go to this one and he he gets that sweet, sweet ride in the Bundesliga because of the Saturday game. The, the source of the reporting of that for the three times, he's not prone to hyperbole. So I, I, I can't imagine. No, it. not at all. Hello. It has to, has, to be, has to be up and legit. Like, I, I, why, would it, why exaggerate? No, it's fine. Uh, and lucky Middlesbrough he was linked to today, too. I don't know why I'd want to play in the championship. But nonetheless, it's uh, – well, I, you know, you can make an argument. It's not a, not an Orlando uh, podcast. We have to have uh, Will on here for that one. But, uh, That's true. Yeah, the, the single – I don't know. We're trying to think of the name of Will's podcast. The Angry Scotsman Orlando Pride podcast. Something like that, That's yes. That sounds team. about right. I'm sure yeah. Will's a women's fan, too. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go Pride. Go Pride. Actually, I like them. I'm working on the title. Go on. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, where are we with that? Uh, yeah. Kristen, take it away. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, again, I could go with I. Like, like yeah, Kyle Aaron, fun to watch. Um, Canadian player, but I want him to play like crap, so I don't really want to watch him that much. Um, 
I'm going to go with Kaká again, sort of similar to what you said, just because it's he's had an odd time in MLS. Mm-hmm. And for someone who you sort of figure has been one who had been one of the world's best players, one of the world's most dominant players to see him have almost no impact and, and not leave again. He's not, he's not a, an exciting, like he's not like a sexy player, but he's a very, very good player. And it's just been interesting to see how little he's done so far. So in a way, I don't want Orlando to be successful at all, but I kind of want him to be successful. Maybe. I don't know. It's one of those weird things. But he's the one I'm going to be paying attention to because he is just back. He's highly motivated to sort of show that, yes, I'm back from injury this time. And this time, this time it'll be real. This time it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So this, of course, a visit from Orlando means we get a visit from some ex-Reds. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Bendick, uh, mm-hmm. who, yeah, I, some guy who plays net or something okay. used to play here i think yeah he told us not to drink and drive that's right yeah and he looked time. like he was drunk while he was doing it yes he did um and of course everyone's favorite angry canadian will johnson um petulant will petulant will yes he's a different the, one but yeah now that i think of it he's actually the guy i'm the most afraid of like i'm still oh, watching yeah, sure. laren but if there's going to be something that oh, happens, something happens nothing, then it'll it's be going to be involving him either oh. setting up scoring or punching. So yeah, 100%. Well, they, the old adage is things happen in threes, right? Mm-hmm. Bad things happen in threes. Well, Will Johnson broke his leg at BMO Field, broke his leg for the team that plays at BMO Field uh, to win the Voyager's Cup. Sorry, Legend. Whitecaps fans. Yep. And uh, so is he going to break his leg again? There's the question. That's a good question. Yeah. He's, He'll break our hearts. Aww. Or our legs, perhaps. Yeah, oh, you yes. never know with Will. That's that's yeah. that's true. So it's... um. Studs up 20 rows. There's there's always that little bit of desire to, um, to to sort of make this a more emotional game because of the return of those and you know Will Johnson fresh off of leaving Toronto after you know some fundamental disagreements with the coaching staff and so on so there's there's a lot of that sort of thing going on and Joe Bendick depending on your opinion of Joe best keeper in MLS who's maligned by TFC fans around his entire time here. No one understood him. Um, or just, you know what? Solid keeper. He's a replacement level MLS keeper, you know? which is not an insult. No. No. It's, it's It means that he's capable. Um, I just don't think he's exceptional. And, uh, and I wouldn't say he's exceptional either. I don't know whether Irwin is, or certainly we all know my opinion of, of – uh, you know the the man who's not in you too, but uh, nonetheless, we'll we'll leave that alone for now. You mean bones? Yes, bono. Um, I don't get. I have nothing against Joe Bendick. In fact, he. I always often when I hear his name, I think Joe Blow because that's kind of his personality in my mind. It's like oh, whoever. It's another keeper. TFC's mm-hmm. had six thousand of them. They're like mm-hmm. the drummers in Spinal Tap. <laughs> good, good pull. Yeah. Good pull. Anyway, um, yeah, Will Johnson's a different gig in the Canada aspect of it that, I mean, running in Canadian circles as I do, I know that Will Johnson's reputation is a colossal pain in the ass in any dressing room, both Canada and his clubs, so it doesn't shock me that he's moved on again. It shouldn't shock anyone that he moves clubs because he's got the talent, but he's um, bristly. He's got a sandpaper personality, and that that can sometimes, you know, we'll see. He is a, he would be a good uh, nod to watch. He might do something special, but he's also slowed down a little bit. So. Yeah. Is he still playing at the back? Yeah, he's kind of in the midfield role like he's normally been playing. Yeah. No, no, no. no. He was playing. He was playing right back for a um, while. 
I haven't actually seen the last. I watched the last the, the, Ronan game. Oh, okay. There, yeah. I, I I watched. I think I watched their first couple games, and he was. It was. It was really interesting. I was like, "Where's what's Will doing?" That seems to be the newest thing to convert to wingers to fullbacks because they're just really asking them to. Oh, anyway, so much. Yeah, it's a whole different well, way in how like, this game is changing. It's not a right back game. Like, it's, yes, is really an MLS game because the way the salary structure I've been meaning this is a debate I should have had in the show before the reason they have to play players at a position is because of the damn cap you can't have 12 guys in each position yeah but, yeah anyway and that's, but you can have more than one you should probably have more than one but it's still can Poor be hard Stephen sometimes Bader. all right um, you sort of brought this up already about whether or not rotation starts with this match for Vanny Tactics and I think that might have been all fair Oh, didn't you just say that? Like it doesn't matter. We can just ago? keep going. For those of you who are unaware of it, I um, no, 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 the, it's fine. Uh, the, no, there's nothing to be aware the of. Editor of this. Uh, no, um, it's fine. There's nothing to be aware of. Did not hit record okay. at the <laughs> beginning of this, so we may have already talked about this. You, if if it sounds like we're referencing things that didn't happen, it's because <laughs> it actually it did, did happen. It just wasn't recorded because I'm a I'm a failure, and I can't remember what was and what wasn't. So, anyway, so it may or may is, not have happened before. Is Dwayne. this the game that squad rotation starts? And and I think. You at some I point, in time, either a- on record or not, said no. Yeah, I, I think that you'll see a first team lineup this game because I think they're going to prioritize this, and I do think I referenced it in the last week. So we're Perhaps. both we're all right. We're, we're all, all we're all in, 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 in out, all cup, parts cup, of the cup, universe. Cup, hug it out. Hug Aww. It out. Aww. Aww. All right. All right. Moving He's on. A good hugger. There we go. Um, Tony can't hug for shit. <laughs> no, Tony's a terrible hugger. No. I think even though they're the so bigger, cold. Yeah. I'm just going to let them finish this little bit here. Okay, we're going to I think that, that um, even though the Seattle game is going to get the greater level of hype and is going to have the greater casual interest, I think internally they're going to look at the Orlando game as the more important game because cross-country – I did say this mm. on air. Um, flying across the country, short week, your odds of winning that game, historically speaking, in MLS are, are less than one in three, right? You're or less, worse than that. You're, you're averaging less than one points per game is what I'm saying in yeah. terms of those games. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that this one they look at as a must win. They look at Saturday's game as a let's see what we can get out of it. And if we get a result, great. If not, then we move on because it's a Western Conference team and really we need to focus on catching the Eastern teams. And there's no harm in losing to Seattle. Let them have their fun and say, oh, you, we've got – our number and blah 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 and at least the hype trains over at that point they're probably happy sorry, to, sorry go ahead i was gonna say it's the only time we, we face them this year probably hopefully <laughs> optimism well you know, we shouldn't say hopefully actually i hope we do face them again yeah and then actually that would mean <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> that either i'm in a lovely in november on the you know the Southwest or what Northwest? Where the hell do they live? Yeah, Pacific Northwest, yeah. the Cascadia, whatever the hell that is. It sounds like you know a disease. I'm either there sounds or like a detergent, or I'm freezing my ass off at Bemo Field again. And, and either way, it's a win-win. Which sounds like hell. Yeah. Well, depends on it, how that game yeah, ends. That, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The last time I did it, it sounded like hell. Yeah. Okay. Um, so cold. Yeah, I'm 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 largely in agreement with Dwayne. I mean, I, I feel that they got a. It makes more sense for them to play their. Best starting eleven on Wednesday, and just get your best parking bus parking yeah for Seattle bus included, and just ship them out over there and and try and grind out a point. But these three these three points are far more attainable than whatever point haul you can get out of Seattle. It's not to say that it's impossible to, for them to win that game, but if you are going to load up one side or the other knowing that loading up 
like starting your best eleven for both games is a little insane. Yeah. Yeah, uh, take the home one. It's 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 it's, e- it's easier money. And you know, it's it's unfortunate that um, they don't have all of the like they've got all that depth in the midfield right now and some depth up top, but the fact that the defensive depth is still working its way back to fitness. You know, Drew Moore mm-hmm. is not going to be back for another couple weeks. Although, like, luckily it looks like it's only going to be another couple weeks, so that's fantastic. But, um, you know, Jason Hernandez isn't fully back yet. Ashton Morgan isn't fully back yet. They're probably the two closest, so we'll see them at some point in time this month. Chris Mavinga is still a few weeks out, from my understanding. It might not be good enough anyway. But. Well, we're, we're going to talk about him in just a minute. Um, so, yeah, it's... I think you want to close your home stand out strong. You want to put your put your stamp on that. And be like, yes, this is this is a team to come watch at BMO. This is a team to pay attention to. We're going to be strong at home this year, and um, yeah, I think it, that's an important thing. Yeah, and Seattle is it's playing Seattle. It's just annoying. I mean, as much it's as always going to be annoying because it's Seattle. They beat us. They beat them in the MLS Cup final, although. Did they? I mean, they won the trophy. I don't yeah. know if they won don't the know game. They, they yeah. won a kills competition, and that might sound bitter when I'm saying it. It's not even no, meant that way. It's just from an emotional just, level. It doesn't feel like they lost the game. It feels like they drew the game and then lost the skills competition, yeah. which mm-hmm. was unfortunate. <laughs> but when you put it that way, it really yeah. diminishes the penalty shoot, yeah. which I appreciate. Yes, yeah, so I, I would like yeah. it to. Oh, God, I wish it would just be done away with. Anyway, so, it, it, you know, I'm sure Seattle fans are never going to believe it when I say this, but it doesn't have the same emotional emotional devastation as it would have had Seattle won in, in one in, in exactly because you can say okay well they did all they could and uh, Stephen Fry will never make that damn save again nope. as as has been evident so far yes yeah and uh away we go and we we move on it's a, it is what it is it's a cruel sport so uh there's no rivalry there though I don't feel a rivalry no they're too no, no oh no they're just annoying yeah I, I don't I like I, I don't I love their kids I've said no, that Port- Portland's are better I'd rather I'd wear a Portland kit all day long. Oh, right now, yes, yes, yes. Oh no, all the time. Seattle kits. Uh, yeah, no, I and they and they have Clint Dempsey, so therefore I can never like them because. Oh, then there's that. Yeah, too. I just anyway, we're going to talk about them in a few minutes. Let's let's stop talking about Seattle. Uh, predictions for Is the Orlando popping? game. Oh, go. Um, I I'm going two one to the Mighty Robins at least. I I, I figured, I figured Toronto could probably get a third, but two is plenty, and I figure somebody's going to solve the. Improved, yet more less. <laughs> that just sounds awkward. Missing more in the back line. Somebody's going to solve them since they've improved. I figured this might be the one, but uh, yeah, two one seems pretty reasonable. I think that they're going to roll on, and I think I, I can see them continuing to score, and we're going to get goals from both Josie and uh, Seba in this game, and we uh, we might see a brace from one of them. So I'm going to go with four two one. With with Kyle Arn getting the goal in front of the the hometown for the one, you say four two or four one four, four to one four, four two, to one. one wow, all right, I, I we're all very optimistic because I'm going three one, huh. for the for the red so you built that was in Lakeshore you know what. All right, before we switch gears and look at Seattle, we're going to take a little moment 
hopefully just a little moment <laughs> to Tino. <laughs> I know. I like I like to pretend that they are. I like to think that we can actually can continue oh. a segment just in you like glow with optimism yeah, sometimes. I do. <laughs> I do. It's 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 my healthy optimistic glow. Uh salary. CFC salaries in particular. So Earlier on uh, last week, the semi-annual release of player salaries from the MLS Players Union happened. Numbers were released out into the wild. And, as always, some of the numbers you see on those lists raise some eyebrows. Some bring approving nods, Mm -hmm. and yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah, I think that's good. Not everything does. It's it's always, you know, TFC spends, TFC has the highest payroll in MLS. So it's, it's always a bit of a a chuckle right now to look at how they spend their money. The, the one, um, I, I tweeted the link out for this and I sent it to you guys. Um, what was his name? What was that guy's name? Sorry, let me just scroll here. Uh, Steve Fenn uh, at Stat Hunting on Twitter did a fantastic visual breakdown of, well, yeah, the- of every team's uh, salary. So you can see the percentage of what every player makes and yeah, and you can see the haves and the have-nots uh, quite easily, it, but it's it, but it's a fascinating way to look at it, um, and easier than I think scrolling through the other way. A that lot it's of numbers, a yeah. lot of numbers. So yeah, you have TFC with uh, twenty-two point five million dollars, highest in the league, highest mm-hmm. in the league by a lot. By, like it's yeah. not a little. They just as a quick aside, I, I don't know why anyone should ever criticize TFC for spending no. more money than anyone no. else. No, okay, no, no. And if you're another, spend money. I'm not. I'm not used to that. Like buy trophies. Yeah, it's exactly how it's done all over the world, guys. Yeah, yeah. you have to buy your trophies. Sorry. Yeah, and then at the bottom, the very bottom, uh, Houston, five million. And although there's a bunch in the five million range near Which the bottom, surprised me because I thought Torres was making more than he was. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I think Tam he was and, and then he brought yeah, it yeah. Uh, you know, Montreal, DC. I didn't realize DC's payroll was so low. I actually expected them to be not one I of the top spenders, but I, now, I figured they'd be they, a little more mid-level. But they're more of a Tam team at this point. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. have a lot of Tam players. Um, Minnesota, we all know, isn't spending any money. Although they have probably the worst contract in the league in there. But well, yeah. Yeah, anyhow. Yeah, that's something they're going to have to work out fast. Uh, so it's interesting. So, the, the you know, the top teams also aren't really a surprise. Um, Toronto FC, obviously. Uh, New York City FC, obviously. Orlando with Kaka's contract. Um, Chicago this year. Because of no, Schweinsteiger. Because of Schweinsteiger mm-hmm. and Nikolic. Um, Galaxy still up there. Uh, Dos Santos taking up a, a large chunk of their of their 45% of their salary. Um, Alessandrini is the one that comes next and then a bunch of random people because it's LA on the descent. Uh, Seattle, Dempsey, Portland with Valeria and Addy and Atlanta, uh, Almiron. So that's kind of, those are your top teams really. And everyone else, there's a lot of middle ground, but it drops pretty fast from TFC. Like TFC 22.5, New York City 17 million. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's, that's a pretty substantial gap, and obviously Seba, Bradley, and Altador make up the most of that. But the next player who we'll talk about first is Victor Vasquez. So he's the fourth highest mm-hmm. play, paid player on TFC. And, and you know what? That makes total sense, and I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have zero complaints about that um, based on his play so far and his experience yeah, and what he brings. A, you're not going to get a 10, like a straight no. bowling 10 for anything less than a TAM exactly. level salary at this point. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, he's 3% of their payroll. Whatever. It was still staggering to see. Like, I figured it was going to be high, high but I, 700 grand is way higher than, I was thinking maybe four and a half, five and a half, somewhere in there. It's the but, upper end of where TAM can get you, right? Well, you yeah. Can, yeah. So, and it's probably been bought down a little bit too. So I suspect it'll go higher next year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think so. No. For me, it's the, it's the next one um, on that list, which is Chris Mavinga. He's the fifth highest paid player on TFC. And that was the one that was kind of like, my eyebrows were up to my hairline, kind of like, I look, there's, clearly it looks like it's a miscalculation. And we don't know, because he's unproven. We have no Mm -hmm. idea what this guy is going to do this season. The hint we got was not Not great. Uh, However, you know, we are not going to judge anyone play one player. No, not at all. Every team has bad contracts. That's what I'll say. And if you look at TFC... <laughs> TFC's <over>, history. <laughs> yeah, well, TFC's history is horrendous contracts across the board. If you look at TFC's overall contract situation right now, they what, what's great about it, and I think that you have to give them credit, is they've done... They have so many value contracts in there right now, and they really oh, do, sure. that they're able to make a mistake, whereas in the mm. past, they couldn't make a mistake. Exactly. They, or when they did, it, it screwed them over for two more years. Yeah, so, so if this is, in fact, a mistake, they should get out of it quickly, uh, but certainly... It's we're going to have to see a lot from him very quickly as soon as he comes back in, and I would be curious to hear the rationale of, of why they paid that amount of money when you have what appears to be two young kids making not much, um, Zavaleta and, and Haglin. I, I really like Haglin's number. It's one hundred nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, reasonable. That's in his first starting center half. That's yeah. insane. But at any rate, yeah. The, if you have two guys making that, I why'd you bring this guy in at that number? But. You know, I, I'll give them that mistake if that is, in fact, a mistake. I think for me, more that stands out is that he is making more, not substantially more, but more than Drew Moore, Stephen Betashore, and Justin Moore, who are your three most experienced um, MLS, you know, and quite frankly, very good defenders have saved yeah. this team more than once. So I, I think, and if I were them, and, and a couple of those guys just signed new contracts too, right? So it's kind of like, eh, so why is, what's his nuts? So I don't know how much How much of it is a salary? How much is the exactly. signing bonus? How much, much is, is it is this? Yeah. How much is, you don't know what's going And you don't, and pocket. that's the thing. So it's it's a it's a back and forth sort of sort of game you play with that. But yeah, Mavinga, unfortunately for him, has is going to have a lot of eyes on him now. Brandon Aubrey. How the hell did he get this much money? It's because he's an NCAA product. It's annoying. Sorry, Brandon. I'm sure you're delightful. I've heard he's nice things. Not, well, I'm sure he might be delightful as a human being, but his play in USL so far has been a little bit lacking at time. But anyway. Um, so, you know, and then I feel for guys like Jason Hernandez, you know, like league veteran. Yeah, it's going obviously, through the waiver system. Yeah, yeah, going through the waiver system. Yeah. Um, but the other one that's sort of, again, that. Betty. <laughs> Is, is Benny, yeah. So, and, and it drives me crazy that Lovitz is still on our payroll, but that's just how that all works. <laughs> Lovitz in the air. Do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, yeah, is is Benny. So he is being paid, same as Jason Hernandez, the league minimum for senior players. Yeah. Significant, significant pay cuts. Yeah, the only thing, yeah, in that, that. But it's crazily significant pay cut and I, I what I put here was you have to assume there's there's something in place yeah. yes a large wink um, in terms of his becoming a coach with TFC yeah he's gonna he's getting paid at some kind of a year to be an usher there's some kind of back end deal yeah. going on here <laughs> he's gonna a wink 
the head coach of TFC three paid, you know, in League One Ontario getting paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year next year. Or something yeah, yeah, like something that. like that, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. it's and, and you know, and 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 Sheru is not stupid, so there's no way, and you know, and they took a while to work this deal out. Right, like he didn't get signed. This is the longest negotiation they had in the off season. We're all like, all right, "What's going on, with Sheru?" Like we're all like sweating bullets a little bit because we really love Sheru. And I mean, if that's what they've done, then good on them. Oh sure. What they've done is they've gone and look. This is the case. We really want you back because you're veteran leadership. You're only going to play this amount. We can't afford to pay you anything other than minimum. But what can we do? Yeah. If they did something, then. You know, you got to tip your hat. And there's really, you know, some people outside of Toronto might say that's cheating or something. But how? How? Yeah. If they're offering a job after he's retired and whatever the salary is after he's retired, who knows? Exactly. Yeah. And are, are they, you know, are, I'm, I wonder, are they um, contributing to his coaching courses? Like, did that come out of TFC's pocket? And, and I wouldn't complain if it did because mm-hmm. I have, since Sheru has become a Toronto FC player... I have wanted him to stay in Toronto and become a coach because I think he's going to be brilliant at it because you see the intelligence on the pitch and you hope that translates to the sideline. The other interpretation is positive to him and that speaks to his who desire, he is, desire yeah. to be around. Look, he might have went to them and said, look, I need to be able to afford to live here. It's yep. an expensive city to live in. I've got responsibilities got family I, I, and everything I've made yeah. good money in my career but mm-hmm. i need to be able to pay for my i'm sure much nicer home than i live in. yes i would um so how can we make this work so that i can fit too and i because i want to be part of this project and he probably knows this i mean that's i think a clear indication this is his final season that he's making that little that mm-hmm. he's planning to retire at the end of this season i that's my expectation as well and yes he would like to retire jumping up and down in confetti yes is, is what it comes down to and we'd all like to see him retire jumping up and down in confetti 100 percent. yeah because i just think the world of him so um yeah i think that was those were the ones those are the things that really yeah. stood out for me anything else stand out for you guys I, just to, i'll let you jump in i just again like i having covered this team since like covered them since 2008 basically i wasn't really paying attention in 2007 other than to drink and party and jump up and down it's but the best way to handle 2007. Yeah. yeah. Oh, to be fair. Ridiculous goal at the end. Although, anyway. Um, mm. this pitch invasion over a draw. It's good times, good times. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the it's just how good the contracts were, how much value there was there. there that is not something you ever said about TFC before. You always looked, mm-hmm. you always dreaded salary reduction days because, oh, God. Oh, God. Well, he's made, oh, God. But how, this time it was like. Why? How? Yeah. Like, uh, per, uh, that literally, that's the words that would come out of your mouth. Like podcast going, uh, yeah, uh, 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 like it was, you know, yeah, but not it was this awful, year. Awful, yeah, yeah. So that's my overall thought. Um, the my uh, the only thing that really jumped out at me as far as oddly good value for the dollar, and not to say that there aren't players that I'm not going to name, but uh, Eric Zavaleta is turning out to be a. Nifty bit of business. Yeah, he's just trying to be quite the bargain, isn't he? Um, yeah, Ninety thousand? Uh, no, uh, one thirty-three. Oh, is he that much? Okay. But, yeah, which which was higher than I was expecting, but I'm quite impressed with how he's getting on right now. Like he's no longer his uh, his uncle's nephew. Yeah, he's, nifty no, nephew. Yeah. No, he's his, he's his own man. Now. The nifty nephew nepotism has paid off. Uh, yeah, at the yeah, time, yeah. actually, you know, everyone sort of went, what? But then, you know, if you looked outside of Toronto, a lot of people said, yeah, there's, that's not a bad move, really. It's not nepotism per se. Now, no, the, he, he, was, he, was, he, was a, uh, he was a regular player for Chivas. Yeah. You know, like, that's, even though it was Chivas, Chivas didn't fold because they were poor on the field. Chivas was 
folded because they were poor, uh, like in the no, stands. They, they were, were poor on the field. In the last yeah, year. Oh, yeah, but they, but they, they had, had Kubo Torres. Yeah, he was the only reason why you'd go see Chivas play. And Chivas was fucked over by the league as well. Oh, so yeah, it was there was there was problems calling them Chivas from day one. Well, yes. Uh, how do you, let's get the Latin let's get the Latin fans in by naming it after a team that only half of the Mexicans who live there would probably like. Yes, because the other half will never go see you, a team that's named Chivas. Chivas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. All right. But you know what? No, MLS 1.0. Yeah, exactly. So How we miss it. Highest salary in the league. So what? It's good. Sal- it's for the most part. It's a good bit of business there. Yeah. Jelly All right. Much. The rest of you? Jelly? Yeah. Huh? Super jelly. Come at us. It's when I speak. They freak the sweat, the technique. I made my debut in 86 with a melody in a president's mix. And I would stay on target and refuse to miss. And I still make hits for beats. Parties, clubs, and cars and jeeps. My underground sound vibrates the streets. MCs wanna beef, then I play for keeps. When they sweat the technique. Don't sweat the technique. And to finish off our show, Seattle. Uh, Coming up on Saturday, revenge. Or as we've already sort of talked about, is it really? Does this match need to be viewed through the lens as revenge? Or really, it's just a once a season meeting against a Western Conference team. Like that's... That you happen to play. That you happen to play play in the final. Yeah. So, you know, Sounders are honestly just mass so far this season uh coming in back against the rev is no great feat i'm sorry although i'm sure after that yeah i remember a, a game here a couple years ago where we tfc fell behind 3-0 to portland and came back to tie portland we're all like this is it we're gonna roll forward and no, no. <laughs> um and they really you know they right now they don't really look much like a team that managed to make it to the mls cup finals so mm-hmm. they didn't last year this win. time either yeah that's fairness, true but. yeah that's annoying i know it's mls it's all about getting hot at the right time shut up tony and duncan get out of my head um you can ignore them this week i'm trying uh however they have yet to lose at home they've only won one but two draws mm-hmm. uh they score goals but you know what they let them in too they're not exactly i'm sorry Stefan. no not really um you're not infallible. So this is... So you this always is, want stuff. You always want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. So this is always... Uh, uh, again, I just don't like Seattle, period. So I, it's got nothing to do with the cup final. I have a, a little bit of that in my head. But for the most part, it's just that I find Seattle annoying and I like to see them lose. It just makes me happy, no matter who's playing them, really. Fair enough. Um, but... They invented... Yeah, oh yeah. We invented them, so. Yeah, well, we did, actually. I know. I, I wanted that to be the TIFO for the final, but I got rejected. Yeah, oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> that, that would have been, been really great. Awesome. A lot of people loved it. Yeah, we actually, we invented you, was my idea. I would have. Nice. But it was, they, it was seen as too vague, too, like, not enough people would get it. But those that would have got, got it. Those that would have got it. It wasn't for them. Oh, my yeah, God. Those that would have got it would have loved, loved it. Anyway, it's, um, you know, as you pointed out, so it's, it's the second game for them this week. It's they have to travel. They have to travel far. Um, it's kind of it's, it's almost a bit of a letdown after I think after the midweek game. And um, and then they've got to come back and go to Columbus and then they have to come home. You know, like this is yeah. this is a long month, people. There's a lot going on. Well, we haven't even started talking about Voyager's Cup I games. I haven't gotten there yet. No. Two more weeks. So much. Yeah. Well, so, Ottawa, and Ottawa and Edmonton are playing. There you go. Soon. I think it's next week. Next week. Yeah. yeah. Which is going to be awesome. So, yeah. So this is, you know, every game's important and every game has a certain sense of whatever. But there's some teams that, 
yeah, I just don't get a like. I'll be happy if TFC wins. I mean, when I it comes to the West, look, Vancouver, yeah, yes, yeah. fuck them. You know, and look, I always I will fight anyone who says otherwise that there's no rivalry there. There absolutely is a rivalry there. They have a chip on their shoulder the size of their damn mountains that they love so much. Have you seen the mountains? Yeah, they're oh, beautiful. They're pretty. They're and they, I'm sure that they built them with their own hands. <laughs> and as I've said, I think I said Since this. Since 1974. Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they're exactly 40 years old. Forget the fact. Never mind. Um, <laughs> anyway, they, yeah. And with us, it's like there's an indifference there, which they have the chip over the shoulder. But then they're like a little yippy dog that just yip, 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 yip. Yep. Yep. At you to the fact that you just want to throw the dog. Don't throw dogs. Yeah, the Vocal Minority Podcast does not abdicate the throwing of dogs. However, well, in this particular well, analogy, Duncan does. I think he said it once. He's a Did cat he? guy. He's a cat guy. Well, so am I, but even I don't advocate throwing dogs. Yeah, no. anyway, Mostly because I'm scared of them, so I wouldn't be able to get close enough to do it. So. Duncan's weird. Sorry, go on. I just yeah. Anyway, say yeah. It's, yeah. So there is a rivalry there between Vancouver, but other than that, and maybe. Like every MLS team gets up to play LA. Yeah, I was just gonna say, come on, LA. Maybe, maybe it's not so much this year. But even when they're bad, you still Kansas. want to be the Galaxy. I don't get the Kansas thing. I hate them. I, they're just kind of. What's well, the Jacob Peterson is why you don't like Kansas? But that's oh, a no. player. It's, no, it's so much more it's than one, that. It's one facet of a. It is one facet. Guy. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, the Jacob's not there anymore. No. Pew pew pew. Where is he? He's in. Um, jail. Atlanta. Oh. Yeah, he's in Atlanta. That's right. Yeah, he signed his free agent. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Still blocked. There you go. Uh, Well, yeah. Anyhow. Other than that, the West is just the West. They're interchangeable McDonald's franchises that come to play. I mean, that's... Pretty much. Ben Knight used to say that, that MLS, that was... He didn't hate that about that. Ben Knight used to be a co-host of mine on the Dearly Departed. It's called Football Podcast. Uh, well, way back now. And yeah, it was MLS was like watching different McDonald's franchises come in and play you every week because these teams weren't interchangeable. It's starting to change. Mm-hmm. You, they do have more identity now, but there's still an element when you don't see these teams week in, week out. That oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, who's on this team again? That's 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 exactly my attitude towards much of the league. I mean, I mean, thankfully, between uh, being able to catch the occasional game streaming and even something as simple as playing the MLS Fantasy uh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm starting to go, oh, yeah, they've got those guys and those guys. But me, eight years ago, it was it was one Grey Mouse team after the next. <laughs> there's the Beckham team, there's the Red Bulls, and then everybody, everybody else. else. Yeah. I could care less. Fair. So. All right, so who's your player to watch for this game? For uh, Will Bruin. Yeah. Um, sort of he's come back in and has sort of changed how that team's looked a little bit. So, uh, you know, a veteran presence like that. We talked about guys that we – it's the one difference between supporting TFC now and supporting TFC 10 years ago is these, there are more players that come in that you recognize that change teams that you, you have sort of a history with. And that's one of these guys that has just been around. I think he's been around since TFC's been there, I think. I'd have to look that up. No, I, I think he's one of the official MLS – free agent veteran type yeah, people yeah like he was he there in 2007 there's there's a few of them that have been around all 10 seasons mm-hmm. at any rate so that's that's who I would uh, be looking at and again what he's done to change that team and made them look pretty effective at home well and the reason I other than that yes absolutely he's been such a difference maker since he came back but also this team has history with Will Bruin mm-hmm. Will Bruin has a very unfortunate tendency to score goals against TSC yeah it's very annoying. Well, they Houston used to yes. torment us. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I I I look back at my old match previews, and there's just like lines of me shouting, "Mark Will Bruin, why didn't you listen to me? Mark him, why?" And I get very upset about it because there was that one game here. Remember when he scored the exact same goal, uh, like within like 15 minutes of each other? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
the yeah. exact same place. There's the, so many nightmares about Houston. Yeah, there, I know. Look, there's been good results against Houston too, but the, the nightmares. The nightmares outweigh outweigh yeah. them so much. And, and Escobar mm, being the ultimate nightmare of all, right? Yeah. So, but so many of them all <laughs> have Will Bruin's <laughs> name on them. Julian B. Guzman. Still my favorite thing, Julian B. Guzman. Uh, Spinning on the ones and twos. Yeah. So who's uh, your player to watch? Oh, I'm I'm watching all the Fords. Now I'll be fair. Since I haven't watched a single Seattle Sounders game since December, I kind of want to find out if they've learned how to shoot. No. At least on a net during open play. Ooh. Thank you. So I figure I'm, there's no point in focusing on one, given that my previous experience is utter failure. <laughs> so I'm just gonna blanket blanket statement. Four words. All of them. Let's see. Let's uh, Let's see what you got. Let's do some experiments here. All right. Well, we've talked about which game concerns us more, so we'll just move past that. Here is the the, the deep question. Mm. From TFC, Mm. who would you select to take on Clint Dempsey in a rap battle? Oh, that's hard-hitting journalism. Uh, We ask the tough questions here. I think Benoit Charou could have a very interesting sort of uh, intellectual highbrow French rap kind of going mm-hmm. on, which might be a counter to the Deuce's more America kind of uh, blue collar sort of approach to, to the genre. All right. Yeah, it's more of a highbrow versus lowbrow kind of thing. I, I think we could go with that. All right. All right. That sounds pretty good. Um, I'm going with Eric Zavaleta. I mean, intriguing. I mean, the fact that his name is. You know, his common name is misspelled. Leads yeah. me to believe that A, it was deliberate. B, it's part of his brand. If you look at his Twitter handle, Eric. Yeah, yeah. And C, DJ Eric. His album should drop any day now. So it's really, I can't, I can't imagine anybody else who's got the skills or at least the audacity to portray themselves to have the skills to take on Deuce in a battle, which, to be fair, listening to some of his music isn't very hard. DJ Eric sounds more like an EDM kind of... Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I was sort yeah. of thinking like Eric B. and Rakim, you know, mm. like old school. Okay, yeah. I bet he doesn't of... sweat the technique at all. Yeah, anyway, I, know. I was going to try to rap. I know, I know, I know. That's so good. I can't even... I'm, I'm too busy enjoying that. I can't even give you a good comeback. Yeah, I went, uh, I I struggled with this one, and it was my question, and I was like, why did I do this to myself? Because I started, like, running through TFC players, trying to figure out who I thought this might actually work with, and and similar to your intellectual side, I am actually going with Clint Irwin. Okay. Because that man reads everything, he's got some very out there tastes, and I think, I I figure he must have absorbed... Kind of a like, tribe called Quest sort of yeah kind of vibe sort of, exactly yeah, so this yeah. is what I figure is uh, is coming you know less profits of rage more tribe called Quest yeah and uh, you know taking down one of his countrymen yeah there you go sounds, all right sounds good I'll check the rhyme y'all yeah <laughs> predictions for this game um I'm gonna I think TFC's gonna lose one now. sorry uh, I'm I I for whatever reason. Before we had our discussions, I put down, I'm going to stick with 3-2 to the Robins over the Metal ja- metal Rod Jammers of Seattle. Wow. Yeah. Here's a question. I don't believe that it's going to happen right now, but that's what I wrote. All right. If TFC were to get a penalty in the game, should they give the penalty to Justin Morrow? <laughs> don't make me throw something at you. Wow. 
that could have serious PTSD repercussions. Just like in the Mighty Ducks, yeah. that shot could have gone the other way. Okay, if TFC's up 4-0 and they get a penalty for the fifth goal, give it to Justin Morrow. It would just be for the for the for, for the, the lols. lols. Yeah. yeah. I think that could yeah. For lols alone, yes. Yeah. I am going with a 1-1 draw. Okay. I, I don't know why. I won't be surprised if they lose, but I think there's a chance. Look, I picked five Five goals to be scored that with one true. team who played midweek against a team that, that can't shoot. That's true. For save their lives. That so, is true. All right, fair. No, fair. no, probably far more sane. All right. All right. Well, that has been our show for this week. Um, join us next week when we do this sort of thing all over again because we're going to have two games to talk about next week too. Yes, that's right. It's going to happen a lot in the month of May. So, you know, as we always say, get used to it. I have been joined by end. one of our uh, favorite super subs, Mr. Dwayne Wallens at 24th Minute on the Twitters. You can also find him at Soccer Today and at Canadian Soccer News. Yes. Dwayne? And on Tinder. And on Tinder, yeah. yes. <laughs> at 20, uh, 24th Minute there too. I have no idea. Yeah. Just keep swiping. Just keep, yeah. Just, swiping. just keep swiping. You'll find him. We swear. Swipe up? Yes, yeah, that sounds I reasonable. I don't Tinder. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, to my right, as always, on the Twitters, at KidNerdMark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinkley. Uh, uh, thank you. And as as Eric as Eric Z would say, paid in full. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. As for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Toronto, get used to it. Actually, when I, I did um, an interview with some college girl, it's not as creepy as it sounds. Could you try? Could you try and <laughs> say it in a less creepy way? Then? Yeah. <laughs> I interviewed some college girl. Quality outtake. Yeah. <laughs> I actually copied your opening today on Soccer Today. Mm. Said live from a call or a transfer window. Or transfer. Oi! Trademarked. Nice. Don't be stealing our bit. It's a good bit to steal, though. It, it is, it is but like, leave us the good stuff. I like, do five of them a week. <laughs> steal bitchy blanks or something. No one cares about that except for your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Fuck. There you go. You want more listeners or like two more listeners or not at all? Maybe three. Yeah. Maybe even three. All right. There's a fire at Canyon Bay. Is that still going on? I don't know. My mother's texting me about it, so God knows. She's probably watching it on CTV. They watch the news every night. And then she tells me how dangerous the city is because the news is a fair representation of average day in the city. It's true. Yeah. I get shot at twice a week. Mm-hmm. Involved in industrial fires and oh, yeah. murders in Brampton. I still, like, yeah, I've lived here for, you know, 25 years. My mom is still, I'm talking to her late at night. Where are you? I'm, I'm out. Well, how are you getting home?
I got hit by a car on my bike. The I don't even TTC? want a bike. <laughs> that's how that's how dangerous. Is this that is. safe? I'm like, oh my god. Has anything happened to me in 25 years? No. Stop asking me these things. I did see a gun once, but in my defense, I was in an after hours club. I've seen lots of things. <laughs> I've seen some shit, man. Yeah. You weren't there. <laughs>